Welcome to Thrive Church. I am so happy to have you here with us today. I'm Judah, lead pastor here at Thrive, and we are one church, but we have several locations, Torrington, New Britain, Terryville, and online. So wherever you are joining us, we welcome you, and we are so thankful that you are here with us. And I want to let you know uh, that next week we're going to be starting a brand new series called Miracle Worker. Miracle Worker. And, and you know, we serve a God who still does miracles. Do you believe that? Do you, you know, God still does miracles. He still works in powerful ways. And so we're going to be taking a look at some of the miracles that God has done, some of the miracles that Jesus did throughout his ministry. So we invite you uh, next week to come and join us as we begin that series. So today we are wrapping up our series, Eye Problems. And, and the whole idea of, of having an eye problem, we have an eye problem when, when there's something in our vision that is blurry. We have blurred vision. And there's a lot of things that can cause blurry vision. Perhaps you could have, you know, uh, cataracts or an astigmatism or different things like that. Maybe you could even get something stuck in your eye and that will cause blurry vision. You know what I had happen to me uh, years ago is I, I wear contacts and, you know, you're supposed to store your contacts in a saline solution. Well, I grabbed apparently the wrong bottle this day and I filled up my contact tray with, as it turns out, it was actually soap. And so, so I put my contact in there, and the next morning I went to put the contact in my eye. I don't know if you've ever had soap in your eye before. Well, let me tell you, when it is covered in your contact lens, it is excruciating, and it's painful, and, and, and my eye flipped it out. I didn't even know it, it, it popped out because I still felt it. I went to the eye doctor and said, your contact lens actually burned a circle in your cornea because of the soap. And it gave me some blurred vision for a while. So there's a lot of things that can cause blurred vision. How are your eyes today? We're talking about eye problems, not, no, not so much our, our physical eyes, but our spiritual eyes. Do we have a spiritual eye problem? How is your spiritual vision today? Is it blurry at all? You know, there's so many people that are walking around in this world in spiritual blindness with spiritual blurry vision. They're blind to things. They're walking in darkness. And when you walk in darkness, if you've ever done much of hiking maybe at night or, or stumbling around you know, the house, maybe trying to, to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and your, your kid conveniently left their toy truck right in the path of yourself in the bathroom, we're stumbling around in the darkness. You tend to stumble and fall. We tend to get hurt when we're wandering around in darkness. See, God, he wants you and me to see clearly. God wants us to have clear vision. And yet for so many of us, our vision is blurry. Well, in Mark chapter 8, we see a story. One of the miracles that Jesus did, and, and interestingly enough, this actually had to do with restoring physical vision. It says, when they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. So, so they, they bring this man, he's blind, they bring this blind person to Jesus, they begged him to touch and heal him. 
And Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid hands on him and says, can you see anything now? Let me just pause for just a moment. This is a crazy story. Anybody else picking up on the fact this is a crazy, crazy story here? Like the, the stuff that's going on. I mean, he says, oh, I got this, this blind person, and, and, and Jesus leads him out of the town. Do I have a volunteer? Anybody, anybody want to volunteer to help me out with something? I need a volunteer. Somebody, somebody brave. Okay, come on, Susan. You're brave, but I, I'm going to play Jesus in this, okay? Because I'm not letting you spit on me. Um, so, so Jesus brings this person over. Close your eyes because you're blind. Brings this person over. Brings this person over. And then. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do it. I'm not actually going to do it. He spits in the person's eye. Spit, like, like, do you mind if I spit in your eye? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we got to just pause and, and understand the severity of what Jesus did. He just went up and spit in both eyes. I'm guessing he had to spit twice, right? It's like, okay, we, we, we've, we've taken care of this now. Okay, you can sit down. G give her a hand for her bravery. She didn't know if I was actually going to spit in her eye or not. It says here, Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the village, then spitting on the man's eye, he laid hands on him and says, can you see anything now? Like, what a question. Like, like, really? That's the question you've got for me. Can you see anything now? And the man looked around and says, yes, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. I wonder why. He um, says, they look like trees walking around. So he could see, but his vision was now blurry. He went from blindness to blurry vision. And honestly, I mean, even though he could see a little bit, it didn't really help him as much as maybe he would have liked to. The man looked around and says, yes, I can see, but I can't see him very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes, and his eyes were open. And I, I kind of just, you know, in my own, you know, jaded personality, I'm like wondering, like, well, what did he do? Just like wipe the spit off his eyes? Like, maybe that's why he couldn't see. You know, he's got like a, a, a loogie in his eyeball or something. It's like, I don't know. He's like, oh, here. Oh, how's that now? He says, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. And his sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Now, I don't exactly know the role of the spit in this. And, and if you have a friend that has a vision problem, I would challenge you not to follow this example, okay? Don't go and spit in anyone's eye, but that's what Jesus did. And he brought this person from blindness to blurry vision, and then ultimately to regaining his sight. He went from blind to blurry the blurry wasn't much better. He says, I can kind of see, but looks like trees walking around. It's just so blurry, I can't see. Imagine, though, being able to see after you've been blind. You've been blind, you figure, I'm never going to see a, a, a sunset again. I'm never going to see a, a smiling face again. I'm never going to see anything again. And here, now, he can see. And what is the first thing that this blind man sees when he opens his eyes? He sees the face of Jesus Christ. He sees his Savior right there, crystal clear and perfect focus. And it says that he could see everything clearly now. He could see everything clearly now with just a touch of Jesus. And I wish I could see everything clearly. I wish I could see everything in my life clearly, not with my physical eyes. I, spiritually, I wish I could, I could know direction, which way to go. I, I wish I could understand right and wrong. I wish I could see clearly God's will in every situation. But many of us are living like this guy. Many of us are living 
maybe blind, spiritually blind, or maybe you're living with blurry vision, which isn't honestly much better. It's not much better than that. It's like driving in the fog. Have you driven in the fog before? We had some fog not too long ago. And whenever you drive in the fog, it kind of puts us on, on high alert because our vision is not as clear as it once was. Maybe you've done this before. You're in a hurry, and you get in your car, and it's in the wintertime, and overnight, there was a slight mist in the air, and you come out, and your car windshield is covered in a sheet of ice, but you have to get somewhere in a hurry, so you jump in, roll the window down, and stick your head out, hoping you can see. Anybody else done this, or just me? Okay, okay, a couple of you brave souls. Some of you are like, I'm never riding with you in a car. Written, you know, like, like oh, I, I can barely see. I can, can't see out this windshield. It's far too blurry. It's not safe. It's not a safe way to drive. And many of us, that's how we live our life. The details of life are blurry because everything is so foggy. Many of us are living our lives in the fog. Many of us are living our lives with spiritual blindness. Many of us are living our lives where nothing is in focus. Everything is blurry. But if you're taking notes, spiritual blindness prevents us from distinguishing good from bad. It prevents us from being able to determine good from bad. It prevents us from being able to tell the difference between light and dark. And yet so many people are happy and content with their blurred vision. They're happy with it. They don't mind the fact that they can't see clearly. They accept the fact that everything is, is blurry. In your notes, many people don't want to see clearly because it may require a change of direction. Oh, I can drive with ice on my windshield, and it's okay. I don't have to change direction. But if you clean the ice off my windshield, I may have to change direction because I might be driving into somebody's house, and I don't want to change direction. And yet, as absurd as that may seem, that's how many of us live our lives, unable to see clearly, and yet we don't want to see because we don't want to change the direction that we are going in. We live in a, in a world of spiritual darkness. We live in a world where so many of us are spiritually blind or have blurry vision. Right and wrong have become blurred. We can't tell the difference between what is right and what is wrong, what is true and what is a lie. Everything becomes this infinite variety of shades of gray, and I cannot distinguish what is good from evil anymore. Oh, can I, can I do this thing in my life? I don't know. I can't tell. Everything looks the same. Can I watch this movie? Can I watch this TV show? Can I smoke this? Can I drink that? Can I read this? Everything becomes so blurry. So instead we say, well, you know what? If it feels good, I might as well do it. If it gives me pleasure, I might as well go along and do it. And yet we're not making wise decisions because our vision is blurry. In Isaiah 5.20, it says, What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. This is exactly the world that we live in today, where so many people say what is right is wrong. And what is wrong, what should be abhorred, is actually right. This is the acceptable thing to do. They say what is good is actually evil. That you're the master of your own world. Well, let me inform you, you don't get to choose what is right and wrong. We should not just do simply what is right in our own eyes. Oh, I'm just going to do what's right in my own eyes. 
That's not what God wants us to do. You know, in, in your notes, the devil's goal is to blur your vision so that you don't know right from wrong. See, the devil, he wants our vision to become so blurry that when a situation, an opportunity, a temptation comes our way, we're like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just going to go for it. You know, I, I had a friend growing up, and he literally said this. He said, you know, because he was always getting in all kinds of trouble, doing all kinds of crazy things. And I asked him once, I said, why are you doing all these crazy things? He says, I don't know. If it pops in my head, I just do it. I'm like, like, really? Like, I, mean, I mean, this guy served jail time because he had this mentality, this philosophy in life. Oh, well, if it pops in my mind, I'll just do it. Sure, why not? Because he had blurry vision. He didn't have the ability to distinguish good from evil, right from wrong. The devil wants to blur our vision so we can't tell the difference from up and down to tell which side of the line we're on. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. The God of this world, the devil, our enemy, has blinded minds of people who don't believe. He says they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ who is in the exact likeness of God. See, the devil's goal for you is that you live in spiritual blindness. That, that you live in spiritual blindness. And, and, if, and if you can't do that, at least to keep your eyes blurry. There's many people who say that they're following Christ who call themselves followers of Jesus, and yet their vision is blurry. They, they cannot distinguish right from wrong. They're not focused on the right things. In fact, they're probably not focused on anything at all. The lines become so blurry, and it distorts our discernment, and it distort, distorts our ability to judge. There's no clear-cut right and wrong. And in this world that we live in, they say, well, let's just do away with absolutes and everyone just do what is right in your own eyes. If you read much of the Old Testament, this is the part of the Bible before Jesus comes on the scene, you see that, that oftentimes God's chosen people, the Jewish nation, they would wander far from God and it would say they did it because they did what was right in their own eyes. See, God was not the standard. They were the standard. And when we become the standard, then our vision becomes blurry. Everything is so blurry. And in your notes, you cannot navigate life with blurred vision. You can't navigate life if your eyes are blurry, if they're not able to focus on the right things. I'll just do what I want. And you know what's right for you may not be right for me, and it's okay. Everybody just do your own thing. Choose your own path. Make up your own right and wrong as if we have the authority to do so. See, our, our vision becomes blurry. In Proverbs chapter 21, verse 2, it says, People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. You may be right in your own eyes, but what he's saying here is the, is the Lord will examine your heart. The Lord will be the judge. He will be the final word. He will be the final authority, the final say-so on what you're doing. And if it is right or wrong, we say, well, well I, I can just do whatever I want. It's right in my own eyes. Now the Lord examines our heart. Do we know the difference between what is good and evil, what is clean and unclean, right and wrong? And you notes, God's word is the standard. This is why it's so important for us to be in God's Word on a regular basis, reading Scripture. That's why I challenge people with the 555 challenge, spending the first 
15 minutes of every day, five minutes in Scripture, five minutes in prayer, five minutes silently listening for the voice of God. Because God's Word is the standard. God then examines our heart, and He sees clearly, even if you aren't able to do so. But yet we do what we want to do. Sometimes it's because, oh, I, I just don't want to stick out. I don't want to follow the teachings in God's Word because I'll stick out like a sore thumb. People will start thinking that I'm, I'm weird. They might start labeling me as a fanatic. So then instead we try to, try to look as much like everybody else as we can. We just try to blend in. We try to be conformed to the world, and yet we see in Romans it says, don't be conformed to the world, but let God transform you. We need to not be conformed to this world, not shaped to this world, not patterning our lives after the world, but patterning our lives after Jesus Christ, our Lord. See, for many people, it's not Jesus that they want. It's their own pleasure. They, they, would, they would rather have their own pleasure, what feels good, what entices them. They would rather have their pleasures than have Jesus. Can we be men and women Boys and girls who say, I don't want anything else, just give me Jesus. I don't want to be lukewarm, as, as it says in Scripture, when, when he says that, that if you're lukewarm, means that you're neither hot or cold. It's like having a, a sip of lukewarm water, and God says, I'm going to spit it out of my mouth. I would rather you at least, at least draw the line and know where you are, rather than having this lukewarm, this blurry vision, this double vision being double-minded and unstable in all that you do. See, proper vision always brings clarity. In your notes, the Word of God brings clarity. God's Word, as we read it, as we study it, as we memorize it, as we meditate on it, it brings clarity. The fog begins to lift. Our eyes begin to have the ability to adjust and focus on the things that God wants us to. And we can sing the song, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone because at last we can see. We can see because the, the, the clouds have been lifted from our eyes. I don't need it to be cloudy and confusing anymore. We need it to be made plain. We want to see what God wants us to see. In John chapter 9, verse 39, it says, Then Jesus told them, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they can see that they are blind. Let me read that again. I entered this world to render judgment. I came to give sight to the blind and to show those who think they can see that they're actually blind. Where are you today? Are you living in spiritual blindness? Or do you say, you know what? I, I can see. I can see just fine. When the reality may be, that our vision is blurry. Are we blind to the things that God wants us to do? Are we blind to areas in our life that need transformation? Are we blind to the needs of others? Is God's word blurry to us? Do we have blurred vision? Maybe we just think that we can see, but we actually can't. See, Jesus wants to restore your sight. 
He wants to restore your vision today, just like the blind man that Jesus healed. Jesus still, to this day, specializes in restoring sight and giving sight to the blind and giving sight to those who are spiritually blind and restoring the focus on those who have a blurry vision. Jesus specializes in that. He wants you to see clearly not blurry. He wants your eyes fixed firmly on him. So today, are we more in love with the world or are we more in love with Jesus? Can we say, give me Jesus. You can have everything. You can have the riches. You can have the world. You can have all these things, but give me Jesus. Are we more in love with our sin than we are with Jesus? Are we more in love with our job than we are with Jesus? Are we more in love with our political stance than Jesus? Are we more in love with our platform than Jesus? Are we more in love with our addiction than Jesus? And are we blind to God? Are the people around us blurry? You know, this past week, Lenny and I were, were uh, bringing a couch to someone's house. And we got there, and we found out it was on the third floor. And I was really happy about that. Um, so we're, we're bringing the couch up, and, and I'm just like in a hurry. It's raining out. I'm just like, we just got to get in there. We got to drop this couch off. You know, this person needed the couch. You drop the couch off, and I'm out of there. And I'm like, where, where in the world is Lenny? And if you know him, he, he likes to talk and gab. And I'm like, oh, man, like we're going to be here all day. I'm standing out here in the rain now. I'm like, come on, where is Lenny? And, and, and Lenny comes out the door. I'm like, dude, where were you? Like, I'm ready to go. He says, oh, I was up there talking to the girl. I ended up praying with her. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I missed something there. I was spiritually blind to the needs of somebody else. We went into that, in that situation, and I, I was just focused on dropping this thing off and getting out as quickly as we could. But he took the moment to get to know somebody, to pray for a need. Are we spiritually blind? Are, are the people around us blurry? Maybe it's time for us to refocus. Maybe we need some eye correction. The final thing in your notes is that we refocus our vision by putting our eyes on Jesus. We refocus our vision. We need to refocus our vision, put our eyes on Jesus. And how do we do that? By getting into God's Word, by reading Scripture, by spending time in prayer with our Heavenly Father, by spending time worshiping Him, by living a generous and a giving life, by fasting, by spending time in silence. And what do these things do? It corrects our vision. Because so often something gets between us and Jesus. A while ago, I was playing hide-and-seek with my kids. And we're hiding, like, our house is not very big. There's not many places to hide, especially when you're my size, okay? Like, like, like the kids, they have an easy time hiding. I don't have an easy time hiding. I'm a lot bigger. All their hiding spots, I don't fit. They find me, and I'm like, I got to find a better hiding spot. I got to find a better hiding spot, and I found it. It was in the closet, between the clothes, and I stood there, and I'm like, you know, there's all these clothes. Like, they'll just see the clothes, and, and they'll probably think it's just hanging there. They'll probably find I was hiding there for like a half an hour. They, they came in. They're like moving the clothes. They're like looking, looking at my legs. And they turn around and they leave. And they couldn't see me because there was something there that was blocking their vision. Is there something in your life today that is blocking the vision of Jesus in your life? You know, I, maybe, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an addiction. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe there's something that's blocking your vision. I was in plain sight. 
but they couldn't see me because something was blocking it. Something was obscuring the object that they were looking for. And maybe you're looking for meaning. You're looking for purpose. You're looking for God. And yet there's so many things that are blocking it. What is blocking your vision today? Are you walking around in spiritual blindness? Are you walking around with blurry vision? Oh, I just can't make it out. I can't make it out. Maybe something is hindering your vision. Maybe it's pride. And maybe it's money. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a drug. Maybe it's, maybe it's my will. But God today wants to restore your sight. In the Old Testament, there was a man named Elisha. And Elisha, he was a prophet of God. And, and whenever the enemy armies would come, God would tell Elisha what the plans were and so Elisha would tell the king hey don't go there that's where the enemy is going to be and the, the opposing king's like how do they know what's going on we must have a spy so he says nope there's Elisha he just knows what's going to happen before it even happens so the enemy king says we're going to capture Elisha they send an entire army to capture Elisha Elisha's servant comes out and says master we're surrounded by this army and why aren't you afraid and Elisha says oh oh I'm not worried about them and he prays God will you open up his eyes and the servant's eyes were open and all around the enemy army was uh, horse and chariots of fire, angelic forces that were surrounding even the enemy. But it wasn't until his eyes were opened. Let our eyes be open to see the working of God in this world. Can he open up our eyes so that we can see? Let us see God at work. Let us see his provision. Let us see his guidance and his goodness. As the old song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we say, Lord, restore our sight. Remove the scales of our eyes that are causing this blurry vision, this spiritual blindness. Let us see the things you want us to see. Let us be able to determine and distinguish right from wrong, sin from good. Lord, let us follow you and fix our eyes on you and you alone. Maybe you're here today, and all of this seems a little foreign, but you feel in your soul that your vision has been blurry. You feel in your soul that you've been walking in blindness. Not physical blindness, but spiritual blindness. Won't you call on the name of Jesus today? Because anyone who calls on my name will be saved. He'll forgive us. He'll heal us. He'll restore us. Just as the blind man regained his sight, Jesus wants to give you sight today. Won't you call on his name? Every campus, online, wherever you are, call on his name. Say, Jesus, you are my Lord, and I want to see what you want me to see. Lord, restore our vision, restore our sight. Let us see you clearly. Let us see you as you want us to see. Let us see other people the way you want us to see them. Let us turn our eyes upon Jesus. Oh, Lord, let us look full in your wonderful face 
So the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and your mercy and your forgiveness and your provision and your grace and your goodness and your kindness and your patience. Lord, we turn our eyes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.